0: And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the message here because it pertains to this Haftorah reading. So what Lynn just read to us seems rather complex, so, uh, and it is. Uh, but let's, uh, let's clear up the complexity here. Let me just say, by way of introduction, God commands Hosea to marry a woman in Gomer who was a prostitute. This woman Gomer is meant to be a, a, a visual symbol of Israel's relationship to her God. That just that, that Israel has been unfaithful to God, just as Gomer is unfaithful to Hosea. Just a parenthetical statement. Um, uh, just a little parenthetical statement. Uh, you can see how radical. Of the prophetic call was that a man who was called as a prophet, he's told by God, I want you to marry this woman. She's going to be unfaithful to you. She's a prostitute. I want you to go marry her. Hosea, Hosea says, yes, sir. He does that. And they have three children, a son, Yisrael, and then two other children, Rucham, uh, which we're going to read about in a moment. So, and but these are all meant to be pictures of the spiritual status of Israel. So it's, it's not just about Hosea's family, Hosea's family is a potent illustration. So I'd like somebody to read this. Uh, I'll call on on on, uh, Yoda, who's visiting with us today, otherwise known as Steve Lowley. Yoda, would you please read this blue paragraph over here at the top of the right hand column.
1: Man, funny. In chapter 1 of Hosea, the prophet is told to marry Gomer, a prostitute, who is meant to symbolize the adulterous Israel, married to Adonai. They have three children whose names signify God's impending treatment of Israel. Yisrael, named after a valley where judgment on the house of Ahab, wicked king of Israel, was completed with the gruesome death of his pagan wife Jezebel. This valley was also a place of victory in the days of Saul, long before. The other two children of Hosea are Gomer, uh, lo Rachama. The,
0: the, the other two children of Hosea and Gomer.
1: Hosea and Gomer are, are lo not pitied, symbolizing that God would not take pity on sinful Israel, and Lo-Ami, not my people, symbolizing God's disowning of his people.
0: Okay. Now, against that background, we come again to this paragraph. And I'm going to ask Lynn to read this again, now that we've seen the background. Read it again, Lynn, right here.
2: The first paragraph.
0: Yes, that whole section.
2: Nevertheless, the people of Israel will number as many as the grains of sand by the sea, which cannot be measured or counted, so that the time will come when instead of being told, "You are not my people." not will
0: be Go ahead. It will
2: be, sa- it will be said to them, "You are the children of the living God." Then the people of Yehuda and the people of Israel will be gathered together. They will appoint for themselves one leader and they will go out, they will go up out of the land, for that will be a great day, the day of Israel.
0: Now, notice, now he changes the names of the children in, in the, verse three. Go on.
2: Say to your brothers, Ami, my people, and to your sisters, uh, Ruchaman. Rebuke your mother, rebuke her, for she isn't my wife, and I'm not her husband. She must remove her whoring from her face and adulteries from between her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her naked and place her as she was the day she was born, make her like a desert, place her like a dry land, and kill her with thirst. I will have no pity on her children, for they are children of whoring, Their mother prostituted herself, she who conceived them, behaved shamelessly. She said, I will pursue my lovers who give me my food and water, wool, flax, olive oil, and wine. Therefore, I will block her way with thorns and put up a hedge so she can't find her pass. She will pursue her lovers but not catch them. She will seek them but won't find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband because things are better for me than they are now. For she doesn't know it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, and the oil. I who increased her silver and gold, which they used for Baal.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Wen. Thank you. Okay. In our first paragraph, going over to the right-hand column from chapter 1, what are the signs that God is going to to, to uh, reverse Israel's bad fortunes? I I just pointed out there's a a particular sign here, uh, which uh, I made mention of. What is the sign that is going to reverse Israel's fortunes?
1: Stuart, I don't know if this is what you're going for, but in the earlier uh, chapter where he said, you're not my people, lo Ami, he said, you will be my people, Ami, where he said, you won't be pitied, lo Ruhamah, he says, now you will be pitied.
0: Yeah, the sign is he's, he's changing the names of the children. Uh, 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 that's, inc- that's incredible. Okay, in your own life, have you ever sensed God turning your fortunes from good to good? To bad or from bad to good seen in retrospect was this reversal in your best interests that's a good question Uh, I don't I'm not asking you to tell me but I'm looking at you I see Melissa nodding her head I see Johnny nodding his head Uh, I can tell you in my own life there and I think it's true of many of us in my own life I remember a time in my life when God took a shot across my bow. That's a a kind of a naval term that when, 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 when you're at war with somebody and they're going to send you a warning, they do it. They they send a shot across your bow, which tells you the next one is going to hit your ship and you're, you're going to sink. So this is a strong warning. So God does this. Uh, He he sends a shot across our bow in order to wake us up because he does not delight in the death of the wicked, but rather they return from their wickedness and live. So if you think in your own lives, I'm sure Melissa and I and Johnny, uh, who have all been nodding with me, I'm sure we're not the only ones who can think of times when God uh, turned our fortunes sour in order to get our attention, or when he reversed a, a bad fortune and made it good. So that he does that with Israel. In verse 3, God is talking to Hosea's son, Yisrael. What are the changes in that verse concerning Yisrael's siblings? Why is this significant? So we're looking now in verse 3. Oh, We already did that, the names.
1: The names are changed.
0: Yes. Number 4. Uh, somebody else read this question. Go ahead. Uh, um, since I had you read at the beginning, uh, Steve Lowley, read question four for us.
1: Turning from, uh, turning from the future restoration of Israel in verse four and the following verses, God returns to discussing their impending judgment, remembering that Gomer, Israel's mother, symbolizes Israel. How do verses 4 to 10 describe Israel's sins?
0: Okay, let's look look at the metaphor here. Here he's talking, God is now talking. He just promised that there's come a day when things are going to be great, but right now it's time of judgment. And beginning in verse 4, he describes uh, in metaphorical value, metaphorical terms, what Israel's sins are for which he is judging her. Uh, uh, when he refers to your mother he 's saying he 's really talking about Israel because Gomer symbolizes Israel, so any of you what are what what are israel 's sins anybody
1: well, w- worshiping false idols
0: okay and uh, does god um, does God frequently in the Bible compare idolatry to adultery yes he yes. does he does it all the time his relationship with us is like a marriage and when we worship other gods it's like adultery it's like uh, again, and that's what Israel did what else did Israel do that was a symbol that, that, was, that, that brought God's judgment let's, let's look a little more
1: Oh, Stuart, one of the things she did was she attributed her blessings to those idols when they were actually from God.
0: Yes. She takes you uh, you took my food, my water, my wool, my flax, my olive oil and my wine. She thinks that they come from the from the idols. She uses them in sacrifice to the idols, but it's taking what really belongs to God and giving it to a paramour. It's 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 like a woman taking her husband's wealth and giving it to her 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 lover so is that called not,
2: blasphemy Stuart?
0: say it again please
2: is that called blasphemy
0: no, i wouldn't call that blasphemy I would call that that's that strong adultery uh they Israel knew they were not worshiping God when they worshiped baal uh they weren't calling god baal they were just uh they were just Uh, uh, they had had shifted religious focus and they still see the problem with Israel was never that Israel abandoned uh, the worship of God it was that they decided to worship God and these other gods as well it's like a woman who decides she's going to continue to live with her husband but she's going to have lovers on the side God is not exactly pleased Israel did not abandon Hashem, did not abandon him, but she added other lovers, and that's why God is judging Israel. Very powerful. Anything else? Okay, I think, I think we did a good job. Okay, let's look at question five. Uh, Steve, would you read question five for us, please? Steve Lowley.
1: It is interesting that God speaks of sin as adultery, showing that he considers his relationship with his people to be deeply personal. Take a few minutes to consider how personally God takes his relationship to you and yours to him.
0: Right. God, look, God looks at his relationship with us as though we are his spouse, as though we are somehow in a covenantal marriage with him. He takes it very seriously. Uh, And uh, we should do the same. We should take our relationship with God very seriously and very personally. Okay. We're going to come now to a new covenant reading. And I need, uh, I'm going to, stop sharing the screen. I need somebody to read who doesn't normally read. Who is going to volunteer?
1: Anybody? Rabbi, this is Richard. Can I read the New Covenant reading?
0: Yes, yes, you may, Richard. Just a minute. I will find it for you. Just a second. How is he
2: going to do that if he doesn't have a computer?
1: I agree.